Hi friend, my name is Amy Joy and this is the Make for a Beautiful podcast. So I had one of my friends email and ask about what do you do if you're in the middle of a prayer assignment and you feel absolutely crazy. So, (laughs) oh, I wish I didn't have experience with this, but it is what it is. So first of all, congratulations on being a good intercessor if you're dealing with resistance of that sort. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it's sort of exciting in its own way, I guess. So a couple of thoughts on this. First of all, I really like what Chris Valentin says about the three heavens. And he's very quick to point out this is not a scriptural thing necessarily, but we do know that Paul says that a man was caught up to the third heaven. And I know that in normal Hebraic thought, the first heaven would be the area where we live, the the air we breathe, the sky we see. And so we also know from the book of Genesis that it says God created the heavens and the earth. And so there's more than one heaven. And so in the scriptures, my understanding would be that the third heaven is the place where God dwells. And so Chris Valentin's kind of point is you have no sin where God dwells. It's the perfect place. But then what's the second heaven? That's the place where the angelic forces duke it out. So we know from the book of Daniel that he had prayed and then had to wait and keep praying 21 days for an answer. So the way I understand that is when the man finally comes to Daniel, man, messenger, angelic being, and says, I was delayed by the prince of Persia, that that was not like a literal prince had thrown him into jail and he just needed to get out because somebody needed to post a bail. But it's an issue of an angelic battle being waged. So that is potentially the second heaven. And to me, conceptually, I like that language because it's like, okay, what's happening on the in the first heaven where we dwell uh, is affected by the second heaven, what the angelic hosts are battling out. But then we have the third heaven, and it says in the book of Ephesians that God seated Christ far above all principalities and powers. And it then in Ephesians 2, it says that we are seated with Christ. And if you think about that, then positionally, our actual location is with Christ seated in the heavenly realms, far above all principalities and powers. And so this is really very beautiful, very good news. And it means that we have um, the opportunity to be I guess, in a place where we aren't subject to what the angelic forces are doing. So that's good news. So when you come under anything that would feel like this is actually making me crazy, I know for me, it's helpful to say, realistically, I feel like that, but that's because I'm coming underneath that second heaven oppression, that second heaven warfare. And so I need to remember that I am seated with Christ in the heavenly realms and we together are far above all of this crazy making stuff. So 
I also at times will just say, I need a break, Lord. I need you to please reset me to my baseline because what I'm dealing with right now is actually too much for me to handle. And then mentally, I just kind of ball up all of the crazy making stuff and hand it to him and say, thank you. I need a break. (laughs) And, you know, Jesus is so good because what he says is that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. And so if it's too heavy, then you get to tell him that. And it also says, surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. And so I know for me, I often will hand those things to him and then I say, you know, if you need to hand them back or hand back part, that's totally fine. But I do need a little break right now. And I think he, he honors that because he's good. I think there is also a level of saying, Lord, what are you teaching me in this season? What are you wanting me to learn? What are you, what do I need to grow in? What healing do you have for me? And for me, oftentimes I find I just need to get away and walk and pray in a place that's quiet and comfortable for me, sometimes for an hour or two, just um, because sometimes the things that are rising up are because there's maybe something that's an open door in our own lives from maybe our past or our history that we just need to actually shut down. So um, I love... I think I've shared this before, but I love the example of my healing prayer person, Cindy, and how there was one time she was going to do healing prayer. And I mean, she's been doing healing prayer for like 40 years. So it's not like she's never done this before. And the Lord said, Oh, Hey, by the way, before you do this next session, you're going to need to deal with something. And she was like, Oh yeah, I'm all in. What is it? And he said, well, you have, you, you need to get rid of your spirit of starvation. And she was like, I'm sorry, what? because that just hadn't ever come up for her before, but it was like, oh, I thought I just carried around these granola bars because I don't like being hungry. But no, there was something that she said, oh, if I think about it, my mom always had food. My grandma always had food. And so to say, okay, I need to not be living with that type of want or that type of lack. I need to actually close the door on that because if I leave that open, that is going to be a vector for additional pain. And there's a part, I've heard it said, if you, uh, you can actually have the strongest prayers in the things that you have battled against and overcome. And so that, I think that's part of it. I know for me, it was really helpful to realize that sense of being crazy doesn't actually mean that I am crazy but it does mean that I need uh, to be present with the Lord a little bit more because uh, it's not fun for me or the people around me when I'm crazy. I would say there's also seasons that are more challenging in the spirit. And in this case, sometimes it's just helpful to reach out to somebody else that you know who is a prayer person and say, is this a particularly challenging time in the spirit? I know there are times where I will get on a prayer call and say, I do not know what is going on right now, but it is like there is such a fog and I cannot get clarity. 
and then Cindy or somebody else will say, oh yeah, I'm hearing that from a lot of quarters right now. That's pretty normal for this month or this period. Sort of like in the month of October when there is a lot of um, things from the dark side as decorations. It is actually just a little bit more of an oppressive month. And that doesn't mean that it's unexpected, but it does just mean, okay, that's something that we deal with. And for whatever reason, that can happen at other times throughout the year. And it can be helpful to say, I'm just comparing notes. Um, Kind of like, I think about how beginning college professors or something might get together and compare notes like, okay, this is what I did in my class. What do you think? That's part of being a prayer person is being able to contact other people who are prayer people and say, what are you experiencing? So especially if you're on a prayer assignment, that means there's probably other people who are also praying for this same situation, same endeavor. And so be in touch with them. Maybe weekly establish some kind of a email update or a telegram group or whatever would be the the easiest but just even if it's just one other person not the whole group but a way to say this is what I'm dealing with I don't like feeling crazy let's like are you are you experiencing any of these same things Uh, I would also say pay attention to what it is that you're experiencing because I think sometimes we experience challenges in the areas of particular giftings that we have, meaning um, if it's maybe a little bit hard to for me to think of an example off the top of my head, but if there is a, uh, I guess, oh, I could think of an example. So people who are very prophetic, who have the gift of um, seeing because the Lord gives them that ability to see either the giftings in people or the future to some extent, whether you call that being really intuitive or however you want to call it. Um, Oftentimes they have people who come around them and want to control them in a certain way. And so uh, the way Cindy would describe it is that they are prophetic and then they have a Jezebel spirit come around them. Well, it's not necessarily a problem. It just is something to be aware of. (laughs) the Jezebel spirit is a problem, but the fact that that happens isn't a problem. That's just the reality of um, that particular gifting that it kind of attracts a negative side. And so that's maybe not the best example because I'm trying to do this more practically for us individually, but as we're, as we're praying and contending, if there are things that you start to notice, just maybe ask the Lord, like, Lord, what is it that you are showing me about my gifts and see we have the gifting aspect and then we also have the healing aspect like lord what do you want to heal in me as a result of what i'm experiencing so there's some thoughts if anybody has additional ones i would be super happy to hear them and we can have like the follow-up podcast but lord in this case i do ask that you would be blessing your people with the ability to pray in health in the long run. And we thank you for it, Jesus. Amen.